0: Those are just the contenders, Lola told her proudly. Belle sifted through them, trying to find the motivation to look. We have to hire people, Lola reminded her. Belle knew that, but it didn't make it any easier. With more people came more responsibility. Neither Belle nor Lola needed a salary, so there were many months where they'd gone without one in order to continue to grow the business. Lola had her trust fund to fall back on, and Bell had Smith's bank account. Adding employees felt a little like willingly putting themselves in shackles. They'd be responsible for other people's welfare. Not to mention that Belle trusted Lola. That wasn't an easy dynamic to achieve. Lola sighed, sensing she was getting nowhere, and gathered her sleek, brunette hair into a ponytail. I'm going to go grab curry. You want any? Before Belle could respond, the door to their studio office opened. There was only one person who had a key to this office besides her and Lola. Belle didn't even have to see him before her body responded. Her nipples beaded tightly beneath her cashmere sweater, and she grew damp between her legs. Lola cast a mischievous glance at her. On second thought, I think I'll take an actual lunch break today. Smith grinned as he stepped into the room. Clearly, he had overheard her. Take an extra long lunch, he advised. Bell shifted in her seat at the sight of her husband. He never ceased to have this effect on her. With his dark hair that glinted in the light and the stubble on his jawline, he could have been a model instead of a lawyer. The weather in London was particularly chilly, and his black cashmere coat hugged his body perfectly. He'd turned the collar up against the wind, and Belle could barely see the knot of his tie peeking behind the buttons. She'd always had a particular fondness for his ties, mostly because he often used them for devious purposes that led to hours of pleasure. I'll see you two later, Lola said knowingly. She was smiling as she left, but Belle thought she caught a hint of jealousy on her pretty face. Maybe Lola Bishop wasn't as opposed to finding love as she pretended. Do you have any friends? Bell mused out loud. Even after being married for the better part of a year, she'd only met a few of Smith's acquaintances. Smith gave a low laugh that sent a tremble racing through her. I have terrible taste in friends, remember? On second thought, forget I asked, she said. Are you planning to play matchmaker? He glanced over his shoulder at the door Lola had just exited. Was she really so transparent? Maybe her husband simply knew her that well. I guess I get sentimental this time of year. She didn't have to explain herself. They were about to celebrate the second of their two wedding anniversaries. True, they'd only been married for a year, but they had been married twice. They had eloped in November and been remarried with their family and friends by their side last New Year's Eve— One anniversary was legal and the other personal. Still, she couldn't bear not to celebrate both as each meant so much to her. "'I think Lola's not going to have a hard time finding men who are interested,' Smith said as he slipped his coat off his broad shoulders and placed it on a hook by the door. It hung like a streak of black contrast against the white walls. They'd kept the office of bless purposefully clean and modern.' Bell had insisted that the showcase be on the clothes. Now they had had to start renting out a warehouse, but they still had several racks of samples available for their high-end clientele, the kind they might cater to in person. To her surprise, Smith continued undressing, removing his suit jacket. She had spot the broad coils of his muscles through his linen shirt sleeves. "'What are you doing here anyway?' she asked, not bothering to squash the hopefulness in her voice. "'I thought I'd grab some lunch,' he responded. "'Is that an invitation?' She leaned forward, knowing that her low-cut jumper would put her breasts on display for his enjoyment. His eyes swept down to take them in appreciatively, and then he prowled forward until he was lording over her. With only the desk between them, she'd begun to wonder what pleasure was in store.' Actually, he explained, I was trying to decide what I was in the mood for. Curry didn't sound good. Italian? Not what I wanted. As it turns out, there's only one thing I had an appetite for.